Welcome to the Comic Anvil episode 49. Uh, I'm going to call this volume 3 because we're back from hiatus. But I'm going to keep the same numbers because I have a hard time counting. And nobody's going to make fun of me for that one. Uh, this week we have with us our usual Anthony from the great land of, of not Judge Dredd. In- in- Judge Dredd's from England. I know, but I just read his origin story and it was all about America. I was like, what the hell yeah. is this, yeah. man? Well, it's not set in England. I know. What's up with that? It's just it's just <laughs> by a guy who's English. Yes. Okay, well... We'll get back We'll get back to that and I'll give you shit for not actually reading a 2000 AD comic from your motherland. Uh, I'd like to also welcome today Andrant Jones back to the show. Long time no here, my friend. hey and oh wait, we're not at max, are we? Huh? That's no, that's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Andrew's been uh, chomping at the bit to talk about some comics lately, and uh, well, we all have. So here we are. So let's take it back a notch to Judge Dredd. And Anthony has never read a 2000 AD comic before. I've never read one. No, I don't know why. I just I I I, I, grew, I grew up on Marvel, so Marvel just tends to where I read. <laughs> I um yeah. I'm I'm a bad Brit because I've never read 2008. Apparently, that's how like um, I know it's like how a lot of the big creators have broke in though. Like at first, with like Grant Morrison and mm-hmm. Warren Ellis, and well, I don't I think Warren Ellis did some 2008. So that's Probably. where they started. And that's what got them recognized, and then they move over to over the pond and do all the superhero stuff, and then they become big stars. And they but, can make their own creator books that are oh yeah. amazing. Uh, the thing that I you know I just. <laughs> Guys, I just, I was, uh, me and Andrian were talking about this last week. I bought the Origins trade uh, for Judge Dredd, thinking it would be more about Judge Dredd himself, but apparently his story's already been told. This was more of the origin of the the law enforcement, the Judge Law Enforcement Agency, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, the whole, really the whole world of Dredd. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of skeleton being the law system. And let me tell you, man, for $15, I got 200 pages of awesome. It was all awesome. 
Uh, I haven't read it all. I know about the story, but I really want to read it. I need to find it like ASAP. Uh, I found it on the Apple Bookstore, man. Uh, the website, uh, if you go to the website, you can also buy them through there. You can get a, a PDF or a CBZ, I think. But everything's listed in the euro or pounds. I'm not sure. <laughs> all we, right. We need an expert. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> every <laughs> pound, yeah, they're they're about thirteen pound, I think, is the little symbol. I'm thirteen sure. pounds pretty good for two hundred pages. Yes, I was like, wow, that's, that's a pretty good deal. It took me two and a half hours to read it. I wanted to read it this morning before we did this, and and wow, man, what a what a story! It's crazy. I was like, I didn't realize that it was set in the states, though. I was this is, I didn't feel that. I didn't see that coming, you know, because yeah, it's an English to, publication. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, Eric, until I watched the um, the film they did uh, last year or in twenty. 20- whenever it came out with Carl Urban. I actually, yeah, I actually didn't know it was set in America either until that film started because, like, the whole um, mega city, like, the whole thing's, like, based based around, like, a nuclear fallout America, isn't it, where everything's, like, destroyed except for certain parts of the the country, which they turn into mega cities, so. Mm, They just kind of build into mega cities, the the overcrowding and stuff. And there's mega cities on every continent, but this, this story, this origin story tells you how it becomes one world, I guess you could say. Because there's either you either live in a mega city or you live on the cursed earth, and those are your options. It's it's pretty cool. Um, that was the thing that got me going on. It actually was talk about the movie. There was a sequel talks apparently. I don't know. They're, they're, People really want a sequel. Yeah, they do. Because yeah. I, I rather enjoyed that first movie. I mean, Carl Urban, he he, he nailed it, man. It was Carl Urban. Yeah, that's right. And, it uh, just didn't make much money. That's no, why I they know, made right? it already. I know. but uh, It was an 18 as well, though. That's probably why. That's why I didn't take much at the box office. Because R-rated movies yes. are always well, make a lot of money. So. Yes, and it makes sense. Uh, even reading the book, I mean, that was, was pretty hardcore, man. And uh, the, well, the sequel talk was talking about basing it off of this origin storyline which i thought was really right, good right. man really good I, I you know without spoiling too much did you know that judge dread is a clone uh, i didn't know yeah. that. he does he's a clone he clones there's clones he's and, a clone and his brother's a clone but his and he has a evil. whole family of clones uh, out there somewhere. oh too many clones i know oh. it's awesome there's a there's a there yeah you introduced you get introduced to a <laughs> the guy he's cloned from is actually a twin and his, his brother went and lived in the cursed earth so his whole family lineage are mutants now and yeah they made a brief appearance it's it's pretty crazy man like i don't know it, it pretty made, crazy made, describes dread pretty well in general yeah it is it's kind of hard to uh have you gotten around to reading any of the uh, earlier comics from like the original 70s? No, I haven't yet, but I, I did find them after you mentioned them to me uh, on the website. Uh, that'll be next week's purchase. Uh. They're <laughs> really crazy. I'll put it this way. It's just insanely dark humor. Oh, the, that the good. movie kind of hints at dark humor like with the with the bodies getting swept up and being like the mall will now open in 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. after a mass shooting. Yeah. But like the comics, it's that times a million. That kind of dark humor where people just die instantly, and it's all for a really weird social gag. No, it's really good. Like John uh, Wagner would just go to any any length to make a statement. It was crazy. Yeah, uh, the thing for me was uh, I I've never really been into Judge Dredd. I mean, when I was in junior high, I got into a little band called Anthrax, and they wrote a song called "I Am the Law." So I had to look up what that was about. And I uh, am the law. yeah, and. Uh, 
the first thing I found was a Batman Judge Dredd. Uh, I do believe it was written by John Wagner, but the art was by Simon Bisley. And man, was it ever fun. Just a, just a blast. And I was like, Judge Dredd beat the crap out of Batman in that comic. Okay, Batman beats him up too, but I mean, you know, when you're in grade eight, even back then, you know, Batman's Tim Burton movies had just come out a couple years prior. Batman was the shit. And mm. and I, I was like, whoa, Batman ain't all that. Hence, you know, where I am today when it comes to Batman. But right, right. just from there, you know, <laughs> and then lately with the new movie and all that, I'm like, I really want to read Judge Dredd comics. So I give it a shot. And hey, man, for that price, like 196 pages. 196 pages for $15? 14 actually was thirteen ninety nine. That's a good deal. You can't That's buy trades like that. Yeah. That's an amazing deal. Uh, too bad I bought it digitally, but one day, you know, one day it'll come right. about. So that was my most uh, uh, enthusiastic pick for coming back. I was, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I know that, uh, wait, uh, hold on. Okay. Obviously, Anthony doesn't have anything else to add to that, but what about you, Andrew? Like, you're big, you like the older stuff. Is there anything else you'd recommend when it comes to Judge Dredd? Um, if you if you're in if you're looking for like more modern dread stuff, uh, the 2000 AD comics, they're kind of slow on the current arcs being collected. Mm-hmm. Like they're just now kind of finishing the latest big arcs collection series, and that was like two years ago now. Mm. But as for more recent stuff, IDW has lots of great stuff. Yes, I've seen they're doing a series. They're ongoing. It's kind of a mixed bag for me. I would only recommend it. If you're more looking for like the more comic booky, violent version of Dread, mm. but if you want more of that classic experience in a modern version, the recent Mega City Two miniseries was fantastic. The storyline isn't perfect; it's kind of unfocused. But early Dread was really unfocused at times, so it mm-hmm. works. <laughs> and the art by Ulysses Farinas is so crazy detailed. There's just all kinds of stuff, and it has a lot of the kinds of gags that old Dread had. So. If you want to know if like old dread is your thing, that would probably be a pretty good gauge. Like to well, see. I'd say the original creators, uh, Wagner and Carlos, uh, they they did the the art and the writing on this Origins book that I read too, and they're the creators. So I mean, it was pretty damn good. I think I will appreciate anything they did in the past too. Oh yeah, lots of great stuff there. Yes. Uh, the first year, it's just insane. There's literally plants with faces that can hypnotize people. I like the sounds of that. Right? That's just 70s sci-fi at its best. Well, see, the, uh, one thing I'm looking forward to is uh, uh, learning about Judge Death and all that, because uh, I remember he was in that Batman Judge Dread book, and I was kind of looking forward to seeing some more of that stuff. Oh, maybe, he's definitely maybe. Dread's most popular enemy. Yeah, him and Mean Machine. Like, I remember those. Uh, mean Machine was in the Sylvester Stallone movie, and I was I almost cried when I seen that. It was horrible. I, I saw that recently with a friend. I have a friend who's actually the guy you heard in the other room. Hmm. Who's a huge dreadhead like me now? Oh. After we both saw that film, and we watched the Stallone film together, yes, nonstop laughing. Yes, we were just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> no, they didn't." Well, what? I, know, I was what? a little kid. I was a little kid when that came out. Basically, well, still a teenager, but Rob Schneider. That's what else can you say, oh, right? Jesus. Oh, okay. <laughs> he could have been judged death. Yeah, that would have been better, maybe. I doubt it somehow, but... Alright, anyways, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on from Judge Dredd. Anthony, tell me about some Avengers. I, I, my oh, my I've comics been, are two months behind, and, and, I, and I'm kind of jones to know some things. I, I kind of don't want to spoil it for you, though. Because I don't mind. It's really, it's really awesome. Well, 
Do you know how well, it's um how, how um Captain America's kind of just been going further and further through time? Yes. Eventually, he gets to like this fractured temporal space, and he's greeted by Iron Lad, who is who, you know is also yes, he's Kang, and then he goes into this room and stood there waiting for him is Immortus and Kang the Conqueror. So basically, Captain America's gone to like this really far distant future, and he's faced with three Kangs. And now they're telling him, and it's the whole thing, you know, they go into the whole incursion thing, saying you can't stop it, and it's the end. And they're telling Captain America that he should, he should just give up and let it happen. And then Captain America just turns around and says, no, I'm not going to do that because I save people. And then they have like this really, this little throwdown. <laughs> and then Captain America gets the time gem back, manages to go back to his present time. And then it kind of just ends. Well, the thing with the ending is... The next issue jumps forward eight months yes, when, with that. all that time runs out stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like, what's gonna happen after it? But um, yeah, it was really awesome. It was Very it was cool. so good. Very cool. Yeah. I, I... Uh, can I bring up a complaint I did have about the issue? Because I actually oh, did get don't... a chance to read Why it. Why are you going to ruin it for me? <laughs> it's, just one, it's just one little continuity thing from a Young Avengers fanboy. Is all I'm gonna say. Oh come on! I'm a huge King. Vision fanboy. Is that? young Iron Lad killed young Vision last time that Captain America saw him. So Captain America's all like, I like you, kid. And it's like, I like this guy who murdered someone I've worked with. Uh, what? No. It's called I, Vision's I guess back it's now. It's fine. Yeah, it's but that's old Vision. <laughs> young Vision's still dead. Young... No, no. Old Vision came back. I thought Bendis brought him back. Towards the yes, end of his run, right before AVX. Yeah, yeah, all of it. Are we on about young? Oh, you Oh, there's so many visions. It's hard to keep track. Oh, there's, okay. Well, there's only three or five or twelve. That's that's easy. <laughs> Seventeen at the most. But there's less Spider-Man than there is got, visions. <laughs> Not did anymore. you read a Children's Crusade? Yes, I did read Children's Crusade. Yeah. So Iron Lad goes nuts and kills Young Vision, and then he's like, "I got a run," and they're like, "That guy's a dick." Then Captain America's like, ah, I like you anyway. Maybe he didn't like Young Vision, to be fair. That's that's understandable. He probably didn't. Young Vision was probably bratty to him. I don't know. Right, like, I just, no, I... It's, just, it's just a smaller version of the last one. It's like an iPod. Hmm. <laughs> it's terrible. Not something I would have picked up on, I don't think. I, I, well, I've, I've read the Young Avengers stuff and I read Children's Crusade, and I've read most of the Young, young Avengers stuff Marvel's put out, and I, I wasn't thinking about that. I was too busy getting a fucking boner over how awesome the issue no, like, it's <laughs> cool. It's cool that you like the issue. I'm just a Vision fanboy who gets, like, a little eye twitch over that stuff, so I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> I, I, I did read the issue, and I agree, it was pretty awesome. And Lionel Yu's artwork was fantastic. Yeah, it was. His, whole, his artwork for the whole arc's been really good. But Eric, the yes. last page, it's Captain America, and he's looking at the screen with the Illuminati on, and he sa- he sa- and the dialogue he says is, turns out our friends just happen to be the worst enemies we know. And he's looking at the Illuminati, like Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, and yeah, Beast yeah. and all them. Yeah. So when he goes back to present time, he's still really pissed off at pretty much everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah... You want to get He's into a continuity, because uh, actually, it, meanwhile, when Captain America's running around in Avengers as Captain America, meanwhile, in his own book, he's been depowered. Yeah, he's, yeah. Well, well in, yeah. in the, uh, in, when it goes forward eight months, it is going to be depowered, Cap. It is on the cover, like the cover to oh, okay. the next issue of Avengers. It's got right. like, it's silhouetted, so you can't see it that well, but it's like, 
fall with um, the Jabba John, mm-hmm. a hammer, mm-hmm. not the, the whatever, um, Falcon Cap and mm-hmm. Tony in his new white armor and yeah, I think the Hulk's on it as well. The Hulk we can see the it kind of, you can kind of, well, kind of, I can kind of see this all going evil stuff, like all the good guys are kind of being the bad yeah. guys. Like it's a setup for Axis, obviously. Yeah. I, I really yeah. want to stay away from this event, but I'm feeling I can't fucking avoid it because <laughs> I'm reading Hulk right now and... Oh, Hulk's a bad guy, man. I mean, this is the vibe I'm getting. He's a bad motherfucker now. They put some extremists in his brain. Now he's really fucking smart, and he's a bad dude. Like I'm only uh, I'm behind an issue, but he's a bad dude now, and he scares the shit out of me even more than Maestro did. I'm like, ah, you know. And wow. you, you you look at what's going on in Iron Man. I've been reading Iron Man, and it, Iron Man's ego is taken over. And it's gonna, it's gonna yeah. have something to do with the Mandarin rings. I bet you he's gonna take control of them, or they're gonna take control of him, and nobody's gonna know, and he's gonna be the superior Iron Man. Meanwhile. The Red Skull is going to be a good guy. How the fuck is that going to work? Like, I can see how it worked with Norman when they did uh, Dot Rain. That's right. And But now, like, this whole... I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm a little worried. Things are getting flipped upside down, and, and I'm seeing it happen in little spots all over the place, right? Anyways, that's Marvel Comics for you. Yeah. I was going to ignore Axis, because I, I didn't read Original Sin, and apparently Original Sin turned out to be really good. It's okay. Which kind of yeah? Well, it's people I just read it, it just for the Dio Dao. People always there's always I, one guy who hates a Marvel event. I think what it is it's like it's the That's old me. school guys who didn't like what they <laughs> they've done with uh, uh, Nick Fury, man. Like yeah, to me, Original Sin is is thirty percent editorial mandate uh, directed yeah. at looking more like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the, the, well, Probably, that's kind of what yeah. put me off wanting to read it. It's okay. I mean, I, there are some obscure villains too from uh, Marvel Boy when Grant Morrison did Marvel Boy, uh, yeah. and like Doctor Midas and uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember her name. Shrieky, I want to call her from the Care Bears, but that ain't it. Uh, well, that's probably just pure Jason Aaron, that isn't he? Because yeah, well, sure he, he loves all that. He shit, loves so. them Roadhouse type characters. That's why yeah. Orb's in it again. Oh, he'll work the Orb into anything, man. And and I think he's really they've really overpowered the Orb now. He's kind of scary. He's it's, he's a really really bad dude now. By the end of Original Sin, he's a sick bastard. Uh, guys, want me to tell you what happened? The new Thor series. Who's the main villain? Orb. Orb. Probably. <laughs> I thought it was going to be PMS because because uh, it's probably a girl, be in right? Southern Bastards next. Oh. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's a good. One. I love yeah, I that comic that. more than anything else in the world. Southern Bastards. Even though there's other comics I like more than it somehow. I enjoy Southern Bastards. I'm still surprised mm. that the guy who's drawing it is also writing. For Marvel at the same time. That's, that's yeah. impressive, you know? He's running a couple of projects for them, isn't he? Yeah, he's. Do- I think. Is he doing Spider Man and the X Men when that comes up, or is he just finishing no, up oh, the X Men stuff? Some other dude. Oh, okay. Some other dude. Yeah. Um, he's like, going to do, I think, some of the uh, Wolverine Legacy comics for the death right, of Wolverine. Right, the slowest death on the planet. Like. He, um, <laughs> he, he took over Winter Soldier when Brubaker left, and he actually did a really good Winter Soldier arc, which I only read like last year on the Marvel Unlimited. Because mm. when Brubaker left Winter Soldier, he's like, okay, I'm not reading this anymore. But it turned out to be actually be a pretty good. good, pretty good arc. So yeah, I never followed. Well, Nick Klein on art would definitely help. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The art was very good in it. I thought Original Sin was okay, but like I said, the old people they don't like it. Well, not the old people. I mean, I'm one of them old people, but. It, of, people hate change, man, and I think it's a pretty good change. Yeah, a lot of dudes I don't got, know. It, 
it's just Nick Fury being Samuel Jackson in six one six one six. It's, it's uh, uh, I like I like classic Fury. I'm one of the old people. I'm not even I'm not even that old, and I feel like one of the old people. But he's not gone. Like, he's not gone. He's just true. got a new role. A new role. That's all. Is he the is he the new Watcher? Basically. See, this is another thing. I don't have to read these comics because yeah. I check Bleeding Cool there almost every day. And they actually guessed that, and they were right. I was yeah. It's getting yeah. I'm gonna. I might have to stop reading Bleeding Cool because they are actually getting pretty good at guessing what's going to happen. I think they've got like a leak and they've got like a mole inside Marvel. Well, no, I think they do their detective work too. You know, and image, and yeah. Dark Horse. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's popular; they're gonna be on it. And Dan the Dio's house. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Dan the Dio's son. Right, be concerned. Calling up Rich Johnson. This is what's gonna happen. Right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Where were we at? <laughs> How do we get robots? In? Robots. Yeah, there was a bunch I just, of robots. I just want to talk about robots. Wait, actually, did you know? Did you know what uh, uh, Bucky's new role is? He's a robot. No, he's the new man on the wall. That's what Nick Fury's been doing all these years before he became the Watcher. Oh, is taking it? out See, threats I'll... before they showed up. Oh, cool. So I'm wondering, was... you know, his book's getting rebooted, right? Is it not? The yeah. Winter? So is it going to be about that stuff, or is that going to yeah, be a part-time job? Yeah, it's going to be him being the Watcher on the wall, who's killing aliens all the time and yeah, yeah. getting crazy shit. No, and a legitimate complaint I can see is, well, how the hell did they miss the Skull Invasion? Uh, you know, sure. No, you got to let no, something not... by. No, I'm not true. Well, Nick Fury was getting a, the Secret Warriors together for the Skull Invasion, wasn't he? Yes, that's true. And that Nick Fury that's, turns out was an LSD. Like he went, he went missing. Uh, he went missing after uh, the Secret War Ben this day, and during that time, he was like in the background getting ready for the Skull Invasion. So when that's it actually true. happened, he had like you know. Right. So not his, a legitimate excuse. He knew it was coming. Yeah, Good he stuff. just couldn't Good prove stuff. it. He, he didn't know who was. He didn't. He didn't know who the scrolls were. Exactly. It was like so. Battlestar Galactica. Who can I trust? Yes, it was like Battlestar Galactica. Which, which, which Anthony has finally caught up on, and I think he rather enjoyed it. I finished it. Yes, yeah, I watched it all. It was good. What the fuck? What's the fucking deal with Kara though? Because she just fucking disappears. Kara. What? Kara Frey, the Starbuck in the last episode. Just, sorry, I just completely given away the ending for anyone who's not watched it. But she's talking to Lee on that planet. I, per- and I personally then... just kind of tuned out a little just in case. Oh. Because well, you... I oh, want to watch shit. that show. Oh, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, sorry, okay. no you haven't ruined anything, man. Uh, he's right. Okay. She does kind of disappear. But, uh, you know, uh, maybe we'll talk about this on Twitter or something. Like that. I don't really want to spoil okay. it. I think I know what happened, but it's been a while. Um, anyways, okay. Let's, 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 Andran wants to talk about robots. You got a comic full of robots, Andran, you want to talk about? Uh, well, it's I'm going to reach back a little farther than two weeks to talk about a comic that's not exactly about a robot. Okay. Have either of you guys heard of the new Rise series? Rise? No. Rise from Valiant? Is that like oh. the video game? No. No? Not at all. Okay. It's well, a comic. <laughs> it's with uh, Matt Kent writing and Clayton Crane on art. Clayton Crane from what? The Carnage. Yeah, yeah. And Ghost Rider Road to Damnation. Uh, it's a futuristic comic set in the 41st century in Japan, which is now like a super mega... It's like Mega City 1, but in the sky, essentially. But even better, because Mega City 1 was kind of a dump, really. <laughs> and, and New Japan is pretty fantastic. It's pretty much a lot of like weird places meshed together. Like, 
New Vegas, New LA, New Japan all the way over there. Huh. And the guardian of it all is Rai. He's this like spiritual entity, it seems, who just kind of appears out of nowhere. But he's an actual person. And the first arc was about kind of introducing Rai, giving us his purpose, and then taking his purpose away horribly. Hmm. It's in- it's incredible. Now, have, have either of you guys ever read the Marvel 2099 comics? Yes, I did. So, Rai has a very similar vibe to that. Really? Where, I don't know if Kent was purposely channeling it, maybe it was just Crane's artwork kind of reflecting it, Jeez. but just the look of the book and the kind of feel reminds me of, like, Spidey 2099. Nice. You know, Rai isn't as funny as Spidey 99, but still. And issue four is kind of... It completes the first arc, and it's just a fantastic ending where we get a lot of answers about the villain, Father, the guy who runs Japan, and we do get a confirmation, he is evil. He literally is just insane, and now we know why Rai's around. He's got to stop him. And this has been like a cycle where Rai's slowly figure out Father is evil, go crazy, get killed. He's the first one that didn't lose his shit and is going to be able to work here and actually try and stop Father. So that's the first arc. No new issues until December, unfortunately. But that because of that new system of how they're releasing it, it means we get Clayton Crane art every issue, even if we have to wait a little. And uh, that was Rye issue four. Fantastic. Probably not the best jumping on point, the final issue. Highly recommend, though, that everyone hunts down the first four issues. And then jumps on with issue five as well. Because it's it's probably my favorite new series of the year. Very under the radar, I'd say. Uh, mostly Valiant. Yeah. I, I, what I know of Valiant is they rebooting their old stuff that they used to have uh, when Shooter was running the bag. No? Like Quantum Shooter and Woody. Right, wasn't yeah. wasn't, wasn't sh- Shooter... Was, was Is this one of the original characters, right? Because I, I don't think I've ever yeah, heard yeah. of one before. Really? Yeah. Because I, like, I, I know... Exo Man of War and what the hell else did they have? Shadow Man. Shadow Man, uh, Ninja What, Archer and Armstrong, The Eternal Warrior. Right. Shot. Right. Oh, my, my wife's giving my daughter shit. Look out! <laughs> it could get loud. It could get loud. Oh, very cool, man. I have to check that out from Valiant. I haven't, uh, I haven't read a single Valiant comic since they rebooted. I mean, some of that looks interesting. Some of my favorite writers are over there. For example, Fred Van Linty. Uh, I oh, miss him. Yeah. I miss him on my... Strong runs coming to an end. Oh, that's no good. 25 issues is pretty good. That's a good run for something relatively unknown. Basically. Right. Uh, definitely, if you're in a sci-fi mood and you want a good future cyberpunky story, mm. gotta check out Rye. It's fantastic. Very cool. I will do that, I think. Uh, I guess that brings it back to me, eh? I got Indeed. one here for you. This this one kind of took me by surprise. I'd I'd heard a lot about it, and I was like, I I'm not a really a big Archie fan. I mean, I was when I was a little kid. I'd read if you find an Archie comic, you'd read it. Other than that, you didn't really care for it. But this new series, uh, Afterlife with Archie, damn son, that's got some meat on its bones. It's really good. Uh, just I don't even know where to start. The first trade come out. I think it's up to issue seven now or six. What is this? The first five issues or the first six issues? Uh, sorry, you cut out there for just a second. What are you talking about? Uh, Afterlife with Archie. 
Oh my god, yes! Yes. I mean, okay, yeah, we can have a simple discussion about this. I won't forget. <laughs> uh, it's stories by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. I don't know. I can't pronounce the guy's name, but he that's, wrote that's my favorite Fantastic Four run that I've ever read, Under Four. Uh, great writer. Plus, you know, Francesco Francavilla. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite Ooh. current artists out there. Huge cover guy that I know, and I uh, finally got a handful of his uh, interior stuff, and holy crap. Uh, who did the colors on this? Because if he did the colors too, man... He, he colors it himself, he, I think. He, yeah. he is blowing this out of the ballpark, man. This is not... This is Archie. I mean, all the dudes from Archie are in here, and, mm-hmm. and it's just... I mean, without spoiling it, it's fucking amazing. Like... I couldn't put it down once I started reading it. I'll tell you that much. Uh, some of my friends were like, that looks pretty cool for an Archie comic. I'm like, it's Archie versus Jughead. Jughead's the zombie leader, apparently. And that's... I mean, and the way they come about it, the way it happens, they use Sabrina and all that. And now they've got a, a new Sabrina series coming out. Like, this book is really oh, solid. I'm I guess. To Me too. I subscribed to it last Friday. Uh, so excited. Dude. Horror comics. Like, Anthony... Try this, man. It, it'll blow your mind. The Archie, the Afterlife of Archie. Yes, it's it's really oh, yes, good. Yes, I've been really tempted to read it because I really like um, Francesco mm-hmm. Francavilla's art work. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm have Let to me, check it out. You have to. Let me put it this way: <laughs> I'm a huge horror guy. Yeah, yeah. Right? I I love horror. It's not a secret. I I do the Halloween thing every year, though. Not doing it this year, unfortunately. I right now. This is my favorite horror comic on the stands, and it's an Archie comic. Well, I got something comparable, but but that's my thing. Well, exactly. exactly, it's an Archie comic, oh, man. You know, like wow, how? Where did they? Who said this was a good idea? Because they need a raise. You know, do some more um, of this stuff. Wanna, that was good. I want to say it was like pretty much the head up, the, the head guys. Probably John like Goldwater. The John Goldwater, yeah, yeah, like they've all pretty much been on the ball with like shaking things up there. Yeah, man, you know, like, I've noticed that with the last couple of years, uh, with, uh, you know, they the, 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 did the dual series, like, one where Archie married Betty and one where he married Veronica. Uh, my wife bought those, okay. read a couple of those. It wasn't bad, you know, uh, where they tried to do the, the re- with the, they changed the art, used a more realistic take on them and stuff like that, even the Kevin Keller stuff. I mean, they're really trying to expand their brand, and I mean, there's a reason why you still see Archie comics at the corner store. Yeah. They, they're good. I mean... It's it's easy for someone like me to d- dismiss them all the time because uh, you know I'm a Marvel head. I like superheroes stuff like that. And right. it's, and and what, Archie to me is always equated to a younger demograph. This right. does not. Even, this is not for younger kids. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, like there's. I know they have a huge following for like Sonic and Mega Man. Even their old Ninja Turtle stuff. I used to like that stuff. Oh, uh, if Ninja you're a fan Turtles. of the Mega Man games at all, dude, yeah, highly yeah. recommend. Comics. Yeah, no, I'm not, but <clears throat> I just I know uh, that uh, their brand uh, is very impressive. I mean, yeah. and this this afterlife with Archie thing, uh, it was so good, man. Everything from the yeah. art to the writing to the just it, it's like a nightmare unfolding before your childhood. That's the way I want to describe <laughs> yes, it. It is. That's it what is. it was, and I really really enjoyed it. I can't I can't say enough without spoiling it. <laughs> Well, the, the colors are fantastic because they're a lot like '80s horror films. Like, if anyone, if either of you guys have seen Creep Show, mm-hmm. a lot of the colors that Frank Avia uses are like Creep Show, and that 
they're very bright and they contrast. It's like, ah, what the hell is that thing? I was, Just from the colors alone, you feel assaulted visually. It's got that noir feel. Like in some scenes, yeah. it's almost it's almost uh, Sin City, Frank Miller style, but it's got a lot more color. A very heavy usage of orange. I noticed that. But it works. It works so good. I want to read it again. Do it. Read I'm it gonna, right now. I'm gonna, man. Well, I'm gonna. Okay. We'll wait. No, no, not right now. Not right now. <laughs> no, I'm waiting now. Anyways, uh, haven't really put a rating on any of these books. I'm just excited to be talking about comic books again. Right. <laughs> Let's, Who needs a rating? Go buy them. But, There's but my I, rating. Yeah, if, if I was to give this a 7 out of 7, it would be an 8 out of 7. Okay. There you but go. Spinal Tap. Let's turn it up to 11. It's really good. <laughs> Anthony, your turn, buddy. You got another one? Yeah, I'm going to talk about DC comic uh, <gasps> currently. Yeah, I know, right? Is, <laughs> like probably... is, is it Batman? Oh, damn it, you gave it away. Uh, Spoilers! Oh, oh well, I, currently it's September, which means DC is doing a whole event month thing where every book in the line is like a banner or has come, falls under a banner. Like, the first year they did zero issues, then last year it was Villains Month. This year it's Future's End, which is also a weekly comic they've got coming out, which is five years I think the whole idea is um, it's it's five years in the future of the current DC timeline, and you see like it's all about like what certain heroes are doing five years from now. And throughout September, each comic has got like a futures end one shot, I guess the tie-ins to the futures end storyline. So I read the Batman one since Batman is one of the the the, the DC comics I usually buy, and this one it's not written by Scott Snyder. He He's credited as under the story. It's written by Ray Fox, and mm. the art is by the artist's name is A C O, um, which is a really weird name. But his art is really nice in it. It's probably it's because the the story itself is just it's like it's Bruce Wayne five years from like the current DC title DC the current timeline. And he's bald. He's got like a back brace. I think his back's been broken by someone, probably by Bane. And Alfred, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Alfred has grown like a beard, which is kind of weird because Alfred's bald and he's got a beard. And it's like in the future, everyone's got beards. And he's like he's infiltrating LexCorp um, because he thinks LexCorp is cloning Superman again. I think, and it turns out like Lex is trying to clone Superman. And then he has to have a fight with. Bizarro, or someone who looks a lot like, yeah, it looks like a lot like Bizarro, and then because he's Batman and he's old, it's kind of like oh, I'm just gonna get the fuck out of her. <laughs> and then at, at the end of the issue, it turns out that um, Bruce Wayne is gonna use the technology Lex was using to clone Superman to close himself, to clone himself because Gotham always needs a Batman, well, so he's gonna. No, oh, it's not. It's not. No. It's not Batman Beyond. I no. don't think. Yeah, quite because yet. he's involved oh, in, this, in the weekly, right? He's in the weekly. Yeah, he's not yeah. in this issue though. He might be in one of the other Batman issues, but he's not in the one that I read. It's just Bruce Wayne and Alfred. But he's gonna be cloning like he's gonna clone himself to make more Batman. So there's always a Batman like in Gotham. Um, yeah, the issue. It was. It was okay. I think it's kind of weird this one because it ju it just got done with zero year and then we came to the current timeline for one issue which itself kind of timed into Batman Eternal and now 
the next month we've gone into the future for five years and it's like this is why i don't read many dc comics because it's keeping up with this continuity is really it's like it's hard work like <laughs> i know it's just a one shot and it's it is pretty much a one and done which you can go further into if you want to but it's like i just got we just got done with the guy's origin and now we're going into the future just like oh i just want some batman stories but um yeah it did have a quite a cool like aged batman that you see in something like the Dark Knight Returns. Obviously, it's like nowhere near as like the Dark Knight Returns, but he's kind of like doing the whole, whole like body armor thing with his costume because he's old and he's he's gone through like all the time in Batman as Batman. So like his bones are like not as strong as they used yeah, to be. And you know what that's from? That's from Kingdom Come because he wears a bit of an exoskeleton in yeah. that. Yeah. Huh. Well, I think it's kind of like the thing they do now with like the Batman set in the future, it's like having like a exo suit thing but um mm. yeah it was, it was a pretty good comic very cool yeah that actually sounds worth checking out i mean if batman runs away i'm in <laughs> <Instant sell. laughs> yeah no doubt what batman didn't win oh cool sign me up he didn't technically lose he just nobody didn't win <laughs> he just left it he didn't he didn't face on well, speaking of which, right, have you seen the picture of the Batmobile in Batman vs Superman and the size yes. of that fucking gun that's on it? Do you think that's because he yes. has to take on Superman? No, so he's going to need a big-ass gun Rubber to take him on? Aren't there going to be mutants in this movie? I thought this was a... Oh, fuck, f I have no fucking idea what's going to be in it. The Dark Knight Returns right. uh, ripoff, isn't I it? Don't, uh, I don't yeah. think it's quite Dark Knight Returns. I don't think it's that. he's that old in it, but it's just like the just main source material they're using. Taking but, elements uh, from yeah. I'm fairly yeah. certain that this is all just an adaptation of Batman versus the Justice League. You think it's going to be uh, a <laughs> Justice It's going to be him killing the Justice League one like, by one. Like Doom? Uh, that's not... The, what's, the, what's the comic series of Mark Wade? Uh, the, oh, fuck. Babylon? Uh, the Tower of Babylon? Uh, I think that's what it's called. Oh, Tower I need to Babylon. read that. Tower the Tower of Babylon. I'm hearing how good right? that is. It is. It's, uh, it's, mm, that's I need to tell out I like Mark Wade. And, and that'd be cool. I'd actually watch the, all those movies, actually. Because then yeah, everybody would find see what a, what a dick Batman really is. Right. That's just me, though. Doom is fantastic. <laughs> right on. Uh, so that was Batman. Uh, um, who are we back to? Ant, Andran. Too many A's. Too many A's. Yeah. Not enough time. Alright, so uh, the next one I'm moving on to was Prometheus Fire and Stone number one. I don't know if either of you guys have uh, been hearing about this. Nope. This big Aliens kind of revival going on. Is this part of prometheus like the movie or unfortunately just... yes it is okay well tell me more i'm interested so it's it's sort of a sequel but it's not really because it takes place like 200 years later oh. or I, I believe so at least it was 200 years later it certainly seems that way and it's essentially where a team has found out about the original prometheus team have either of you guys seen the movie by the way yes Unfortunately, yeah. Okay, I enjoyed it, and right. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Really I liked. Like it I liked it when I saw it. Then, as I thought about it, I grew to hate it. But um, to the comic, so it's like 200 years later, and they've heard about the Prometheus mission that was supposed to be a secret. I guess like the captain hacked or something. I don't know. It's never explained how she knows this. So like, a giant ship with three teams are going to the planet from Prometheus, and. From here, the series is going to split into a few halves, where there's the Prometheus comic, which starts it, then an Aliens comic, a Predators comic, and an Aliens vs. Predator comic. 
Oh. Kind of tying everything together with their universes. Whoa. That sounds... Yeah, yeah. And Prometheus Fire and Stone, number one. Pretty fantastic start. Paul Tobin on writing. Nice. You know, I like that guy's work a lot. I feel like he kind of... He kind of gets kind of overlooked because he does more all-ages work from time to time. People are like, oh, yeah, that's the guy you get to do an all-ages comic. But here with Prometheus, he does a really fantastic job. I enjoy And the the story is totally different from the movie. They don't even go into the pyramid yet because the whole planet is covered in a crazy jungle. After 200 years? years, Oh, okay, okay. Crazy alien H.R. Geiger monkeys. Nice. Nuts. That sounds it's it's cool. really fun. It's really creepy. You know, if you didn't like the movie, the comic takes the concept of the movie, which is exploring our strange alien origin, and actually mm. does something with it more than just, <laughs> oh, hey, pyramids! There's actually, it just feels like it's more connected to the idea of what the original concept was, which is exploring this origin. And mm. I, just, I really loved it, and Paul Tobin's just fantastic. The mm. dialogue's really on point. And it makes me want to read the other comics to see the other characters that get introduced. Damn it, man. That sounds see, pretty good. What, one of the things I didn't like about the movie, it partly was because it didn't, wasn't as much as a prequel as maybe to Aliens, maybe I wanted it, but the movie seemed most interested in getting me to watch sequels to the movie rather than me wanting to like the movie itself. Like, it just seemed yeah. oh, like the whole sure. movie on was just like a set... It, yeah, it was just the whole purpose of it was just to set up like this new franchise, like Alien, mm-hmm. to get more movies. And it was just like, oh. No, I agree with you there. That's a. Uh... Okay, kid. Me and my dad are big Aliens fans. Uh, so when this came out, we were right into it. My dad kind of stole my Blu ray for six months. He liked it that much. <laughs> like, he watched it almost every day. He really likes it. He's like, there's got to be a part two. This movie makes no sense without part two. And I'm like, exactly, dad. It, it, it's just. It, 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 like what Anthony said, it's only built so you go to the next one. Really, I found. And I hate films to do that. That just really frustrates yeah. me. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man. It's too. happening. All it happens more <laughs> and more though, because like they're like announcing release dates, sequel release dates from films haven't even opened yet. They're just assuming that they're going to make more films rather than just trying to make one really good movie. Like it's just oh. Meanwhile, the director's like, like, yeah, I'm thinking about a sequel, but, you know, when I get to it. (laughs) It's like, holy fuck, man, really? Well, well, the thing is that they were like, we're definitely doing a sequel. Then it was like, we're probably doing a sequel. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you know, we got some guys that are kind of, you know, drawing some shit in the background. (laughs) (laughs) You might, you know, just just call back in like six months. I don't want to talk about it right now. That's what I get out of it. Yeah, when anybody asks Ridley now, he's like, yeah, we'll get to it. When, yeah. when David Lindelof was asked if he would write the sequel, he's like, "Fuck no!" Yeah, I don't know. He got uh, torn to shreds yeah. over that movie. They did, they did. I don't know. I, I thought it was alright, but like, like I said, it's part one and two for sure. Well, gotta... well, everyone blamed the problems on Lindelof's rewrites for some reason. They just piled all of the shit onto him. It's kind of like with the new TMNT oh, movie. Sure. Everyone just piles the shit onto Michael Bay. Despite all these other people who made it. <laughs> people Michael just Bay like piling shit stuff. on Michael Bay, though. Not more than anything. It's true. He's got a big That's bucket. True. He can take it. It's Michael right. Bay. To most people, Michael Bay is just the guy ruining American cinema. Even though his films are making money still. So people are still paying to see him. So obviously not everyone hates him. But, you know. I'm actually looking forward to watching that New Ninja Turtles movie. I don't know why. It's, it's, it's think... fun if you make fun of it. I like fun. 
I think what ultimately put me off it was in like the. I've not. Stupid. I've not seen much footage for it, but what ultimately just put me off seeing it is when a bit I did see is one of the skateboards had um, rockets on it, like jet rockets, so it could fly. It's kind of like no, I, I, I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want. <laughs> Rockets on skateboards for turtles. I can accept Jet Mean Ninja Turtles, but rockets skateboards. Then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turtles. That's turtles talking is lose my mind. Man. <laughs> if they know kung fu, that I can believe it. But as soon as they put rockets onto the skateboards, that's just where I'm done. So I'm out. <laughs> Be fair, the rocket would probably like fly off the skateboard. Like unless you <laughs> bolted that thing down really well, and it's like a thick skateboard. Yeah, it'd have to be a beefy skateboard, because look at the size of those turtles. I, I don't know if a right? skateboard could hold a turtle that big, man. I think they would crush anything they sit on. Basically. Yeah, whatever. Raphael is the Hulk in that film. Is he? He's the Hulk! In <laughs> Arthad Castle from BMS. Huh. I'll have to... Uh, one day I'll check it out, but until then. I Actually, a couple of the guys, uh, Josh and Lenny and Frank, uh, were all... They're big fans of the new IDW... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So uh, I, I, I bought the first two trades, and actually they are pretty good. More yeah, yeah, I caught up myself. I was reading the Northampton arc uh, a few months ago, mm. just for Ross Campbell's artwork, because I love his stuff. Mm. And then I read a recent issue, and I'm like, I just want to read everything now. Yeah. So I found the back issues, and I'm all caught up for the recent stuff, at least. I'm loving it. It's fantastic. Yeah, see, here's my problem now. Is like I was going to buy one Ninja Turtle trade every week, but now I'm reading Dread, so it's going to be a Ninja Turtle week, and then a Dread week, and then a Ninja Turtle week, and then a Dread week, until I catch up on all of them. But at least it'll be like a good variety. Awesome yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sci-fi. I would. I, I would. I probably would actually. Yeah. I mean, uh, Krang's in this one, so I mean. Yeah. Krang. Science is in the origin, so it's science fiction. This <laughs> is true. This is true. I, I kind of like the reincarnation bits they put into it too, though. Uh, at first, it, it threw me off when the guys told me about it, but after I read it, it it, 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 it makes sense. You know, a little bit, a little bit. Listen. The only one who seems to believe it from from how far I've read, the only one who does actually believe that they've been reincarnated is. Splinter. The turtles are like, he's losing it, man. Or not. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, I've only read the first two trades, but I enjoyed it. Uh, that's not what I wanted to pick, though. My actual pick was um, Outcast. Where the hell is that book? Oh, the, the new Robert Kerman book. Yes. Uh, apparently, it's up to issue three already. Uh, I've only read the first one. Uh, first issue, $3, uh, 46 pages, no ads. Or 44 pages, sorry. Uh, that's a good deal. Again, you know, I see a good deal like that, and I'm into it. It's about um, what do you call that? It's like the Exorcist in the comics. Um, uh, possession. Yeah, it's about possession and exorcism. Okay, let me read the little thing here. Oh, I do demonic possessions. There uh, we go. Yeah. Yeah. So as I'm reading it, I'm like, what's this guy's problem? He's just a dick. He doesn't want anybody to fucking. Uh, bother him or help him or anything like that and then as you're reading it through you know he meets a priest and they meet a child who's possessed and you kind of learn that this guy's got some kind of special exorcism power almost and uh it's good but it, it, at the same time it also seems like these demons are hounding him for some reason they call him the outcast there's got to be a reason for that is it like uh this makes me think of Kevin Smith's Green Arrow run uh, are these demons looking for a, a, a quiver you know like a, a, a an entity with no soul that they can fill? Is that what this guy is? I don't know. Hmm. Have you guys read this at all? Probably not. It's right? Robert Kirkman. I have not, so no. 
hard to guess what the hell's gonna happen. It's not bad, man. Like, the first issue was pretty good. Like, it was very well put together. Uh, I just... I only skimmed through it. It's almost like a mystery right up to that last page, and you're like, oh, oh, I get it, you know? And after I was done, I wanted to read the next one, so I had to check to see, and apparently there's three issues, and I'm like, fuck! (laughs) I am way behind on all my comics. But I would recommend this book. Uh, It's Kirkman and Azacita... Azacita? Yeah, he's done some Spider-Man stuff. Uh, The cover looks a lot like this uh, Afterlife with Archie. (laughs) With all the oranges and stuff. It's a really dark book. Uh, I'm going to open it again, just because. Yeah. It's almost got a Chris Samney feel to it, man, the art. Almost. Uh, You know, like... uh, It does, yeah. yeah. From what I saw. Yeah. uh, I think the coloring helps that. Uh, Breitweiser, Elizabeth Breitweiser uh, did the coloring. Russ Wooten was on the letters, and it, it's so well put together, man. Like I don't know, how, I don't know, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like I said, it, it starts off as a mystery, but when you, by the time you get to the end, you're like, oh shit, okay, I get it. And it's a, it's a perfect setup, I think. It's probably one of the best first issues I've read in a long time. Wow. Yeah. Yes, wow. That's it, it, you know, and there's no. There's no backstory. <laughs> I mean, the backstory's in there. You don't have to read seven other issues from a different series. Marvel Comics. <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> get what's going on. So, I apparently picked pick a few horror Pick comics. it up now before it becomes a TV, multi-billion dollar TV movie series slash video game yeah, franchise. That's true. A lot of people were talking about it. I'm like, what the hell is this outcast? And my comic guy's like, it's new Kirkman. And I'm like, oh, I better give it a shot because I skipped out on Walking Dead and ended up buying 18 trades in a row one day on Comicology. <laughs> so let's just nip that in the bud before it happens again. Worth it. Yeah. Uh, not bad, man. I would I would recommend it. I am going to get the next two issues. I'll tell you that much. This puppy's going probably check that out come ha- come Halloween month. Uh, if you like horror, I think you would enjoy this, man. Uh, I do love to get spooked. It's creepy. It's creepy. Spooky things and me go together like peanut butter, even more peanut butter. Peanut butter bananas. There you go, that too. Ooh, it's lunchtime. I'm kind of hungry for peanut butter banana now. I haven't eaten anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, I was up all night and I woke up like five minutes ago. Or right, what? No. <laughs> Were you really, man? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. It was my choice. Actually, you know what? I was going to ask Anthony what time Doctor Who was on, but... Uh... Doctor Who? I Saturday. watched it. Yeah. I mean, it's Sunday. Oh, but it's on Saturdays? What day is Doctor Who on? It's on Saturday. Sunday. I'm, I'm getting my days mixed up. It's on Saturday. There we go. Right. Today's Sunday. Okay. Today is Sunday, yeah. Today is Sunday all day. Funnily as, long, enough. as long as you're not missing Doctor Who. I'm not missing Doctor Who now. Very... But when we're done, I'm going to go watch the uh, the season five premiere of Broadwalk Empire, which I am very excited to watch because it's the last season. Oh yeah, that's a Steve Buscemi, right? It is Steve Buscemi, yeah. and it's Scorsese is the executive executive producer, and oh. it's wow. Terence Winter is right the. Hmm. Um, it's very good, Broadwalk. Okay, if you stick with it, sometimes it gets a little bit slow, but when it just goes out to like full gangster and it's just people shooting each other with Tommy guns and shit, it's pretty awesome. That sounds like fun. I'm gonna check that I had out. no idea that Scorsese was a producer on it. He actually he um he directed the very first episode for it, which is like over an hour long. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And I yeah, was gonna get I was David gonna start Lynch watching Supernatural, but David Lynch? What? Uh, I'm just I'm just going like off of like a creator of a show directing the first episode. Del Toro directed the first episode of The Strain. 
Lynch directed the first episode of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Oh, I I need to watch Twin Peaks. Actually, I've never seen it. Oh, that's before your time, I'd say, man. It is before my time. I was at a junior high or high school when that shit was on, and I hated it. I'm like, I fucking Twin Peaks. I don't get this shit. I ain't watching it. Was it wasn't for me then. I don't I don't know if I could watch it now. To be honest with you, just remember being like, damn it, why isn't there any good cartoons on? It's fucking Twin Peaks all the time. <laughs> Anyways, understandable. <laughs> uh, okay, wait. Uh, whose turn was it? One more each, boys. Uh, oh, um, one, Anthony. So I think it's Anthony, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, sure? Oh shit! I'm not prepared <laughs> to talk about anything. You don't have one more? I didn't. Um. Um. Oh bollocks! This is where I kind of fuck up the show and we start no, because I'm fine. stuttering and I'm trying just, to think of something. You, your grand slam was better. Batman. Like, come on. <laughs> My grand slam. Well, it's either. It's either Guardians or it's X-Men, and both of them are original Sin tie-ins, and we, caught, we talked about oh. original Sin for enough before, so it's kind of like retreading, I kind of feel like I'm retreading that ground. Wait, I did read the last issue, I think, where they're talking about what happened to Richard Ryder, yeah. how they all got out. Well, I've only read the first part, is the second part out? No, the second part's not out yet, that's okay. the thing. Okay. We kind of like, we kind of like, got promise that we'll find out what happens, but, yeah, but it's like we issue. have to read two issues. Yeah. Well, he did something similar with Uncanny X-Men, actually, with the last Bowl and Testament of Charles Xavier. He managed to drag it out for three issues, even though the only thing it really did was introduce a new mutant, and apparently Charles Xavier was married to Mystique, which itself I find a bit weird because in Battle of the Atom, there was that blue furry guy with claws who apparently was the child of Mystique and Wolverine. So, it seems like they're turning Mystique into a bit of a slow. <laughs> she's married to Xavier and she's having kids with Wolverine. I don't know, it's X-Men stuff. So it's very complicated. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I guess a- it's like to tie into the first class thing where they're a lot closer in that universe, but yeah. I don't think yeah. it works at all. No. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't weren't like this, in the Ultimate Universe? Didn't uh, Mystique and Xavier date or something? They may have. I've, it's been a while since I've read Ultimate X Men. Actually, um, right. I've never well, I'm fairly certain they were at least a thing once. They, yeah, they might have been. Or, or may, it might, oh, I don't know. It might have been Mystique was um, some someone else when she married Xavier, like in another form. But I don't know. But um, the Guardians of the Galaxy issue is drawn by Ed McGuinness. And it looks pretty amazing because he gets to do like Thanos and Drax the Destroyer and Nova, and it's some really good cosmic pages. But it's just it's kind of like what you want doesn't happen in this issue. You you have to wait until the next issue because you don't find out why right. Rich Rider is dead. So, yeah. <laughs> I hear you, man. That's, That's my big grand slam. There's, there's Marvel comics. Yeah, no, here's my big grand slam. Sigh. Anyways. Hey, Guardians of the Galaxy, number one movie of the year. It counts as a Grand Slam to talk about the comic. I guess. I oh, guess. that movie was so good. I enjoyed it. I know. Seen, I've seen it twice. Have you, have you seen it, Eric? Oh, oh cool. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, my kid is always like, let's go see that movie again. I'm like, no, <laughs> we can't afford it. But I would love to, man. It's so much fun. Um, my kid had a lot of fun, man. Like, she... This is what really got me, you know. She watched the whole thing. Usually, I take her to these superhero movies. She eats her popcorn. Mm. She falls asleep in my lap. You know, she wakes up. There's yeah. Superman or there's Thor, whatever. She watched this whole movie, man. Like, I mean, the whole theater would laugh, and she was yeah. like, "Everybody's laughing." I'm, mean, oh, it must be funny, ha <laughs> ha. You know, and that's I think that really made an impression on her. And I really thought going in there, I was like, "You're gonna love Rocket." She come out. She's like, "I want to be Gamora." 
No, I want to be Groot. No, oh, I want to be wow. Gamora. I want to be Groot. No, I want to be Gamora. Oh, I want that's to be Groot. cool. Yeah. I, as Dominic we speak, I'm wearing my beloved Groot Loop shirt. I've seen that on Facebook. That's a lovely shirt, my friend. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Shirt. I wear it to all the, all the fine parties. <laughs> Eric, the fact that your daughter came out saying that means that the movie did what it was supposed to it do. Did. I think that, that's no just idea. a credit to how good the movie actually is. Because yeah. it is. It's a, it's a really good movie. I try not to let that uh, factor my my uh, liking of movies because we went and seen Amazing Spider-Man 2 and I took both my girls and they both had fun so I was like yeah good movie but then I watched it again and I was like no yeah <laughs> I bought it on Blu-ray I've not watched it again yet it was okay burr, I like, burr, like I just liked all the Peter and Gwen stuff in it personally I, I didn't really care when the villains were on screen I was yeah. like I want more Peter and Gwen mushy mushy I'm, I, I'm glad she's I haven't there. seen it yet you're not missing it any. right <laughs> it's, that's what I've heard I didn't really care for the first Amazing Spider-Man film Ours, I should, or I prefer to call it the Mumble Spider-Man. I think that ASM Two is basically like Prometheus. It's the setup to watch more movies. Yeah, well, kind of. I can't. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And Dude, it, the Secret Six film is totally gonna happen. Uh, sure. We're finally so, getting a Venom film. They haven't been promising it for ten years or anything. Oh, I heard something about Carnage too. Maybe I don't know. I hear all kinds of things. I try to ignore it. Oh, uh, the lizard was going to be in Spider-Man 2 and 3. And what happened? Four, he got cut out? <laughs> well, they, they always kind of put they put it on hold. Mm-hmm. Like, Raimi's plan was always to turn uh, the one guy into the lizard. Oh, yeah. oh, right. You're oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yes, gotcha. Yeah, I remember he beat Then he got, he got forced to put Venom in the film. Yes. Right, and that he hated that. Hmm. I still th- my favorite part of the third Spider-Man Raimi series is Harry. I, I like the, the the surfboard hoverboard. Yeah, I, I, don't, know, I don't really like. I I like oh. I like the fact that he became the Goblin. I just didn't like his outfit. <laughs> I enjoyed those. Are, it's better. Beat the hell out of that green monkey suit that the Norman wore. It did, but anything would have been better than that. So. I don't know, I think that's probably part of the problem with Spider-Man is uh, he, always with the mask, eh? Like, not so much in this new series, but in the in Raimi's series, he was always taking his mask off, right? Because how do you emote? How mm-hmm. does anybody know what the character's thinking and shit? And in my opinion, you take your mask off that many times over three movies, everybody's going to know you're fucking Peter Parker, man. Everyone right? did know he was he Peter Parker, like, though. Strip. He'll just swing away for five seconds and then take it off. And I'm like, if I was just had my phone out, I could easily... Snap. Okay, Peter Parker. Hey, Jameson, you want this? Yeah, exactly. But whatever. Comic book movies. Five bucks for this film. Comic book movies, everybody. Oh, I've always wanted to uh, say that. Okay, so I'll just watch it now. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna actually. As I've been waiting. Like, let's let's do this podcast so I can watch Dread again because I read that book. Ah. Do you got one more pick, Andrew? I do. I do. Right, Elephant your... issue fifty-nine. Yeah, I do it. Sweet. My God. So this is a tribute to artist H.R. Geiger, who unfortunately passed away recently. Yes. Uh, a few months back. Uh, no secret that Richard Starkings is a huge fan of uh, of the sci-fi films of the 70s and 80s, like Alien and uh, Blade Runner. Mm. So this issue, it's kind of a weird story where, and if this was any other comic doing this, it would feel totally inappropriate. But Elephant Man can just get away with all kinds of weird shit and be like, yep, okay, well, that happens. So, there's been things going on in the issue where Sahara, 
the bride of Obadiah Horn, this rhino guy, has had a child. And that's kind of been the running plotline right now. But next to that, while we're getting updates with that, H.R. Geiger himself is walking through his artwork, his various pieces of art he's done over the years, recreated by the artist. It's not like copy, photocopied or anything. It's clearly a little off. It's in his style. Right. Axel Medland is the artist of this issue. Fantastic work. Mm-hmm. And it's H.R. Geiger just walking through his art, talking about sex and how people need to reproduce and make stronger children. And it, it's just the weirdest thing ever. And it ties into the theme of the story, which is Sahara's child and the future of the elephant men. Mm. And it's really fascinating stuff. But if this were any other comic, if this were a Spider-Man comic, if this were Spawn, I'd just be like, I have no clue what's going on. But with Elephant Men, Starkings weaves it into the main thing of what's actually going on. That, weird as it is, it still works for the storyline pretty well. And it's a fantastic bit. Like, it's a really fun read. The actual story bits in between are nice. And the, the little discussion that Geiger is having is pretty interesting if you're if you don't mind just watching an old man walk through his art talking about genitals. That's what he would do at his art shows and stuff, though, wouldn't he? Wasn't he like yeah. that? Yeah, he was yeah. very... Uh, it's a very it? loving tribute to the artist, so very if you're cool. at all an H.R. Geiger fan and you've heard of Elephant Men and you're like, oh, I like sci-fi, but I don't know, buy issue 59. It's it's fantastic. I, I've been saying that about all these comics, but that's because they're all fantastic. Oh yeah, I've Oops. been reading really great comics lately. It's been a good summer for comics. Hmm. And um, Elephant Man issue 59, you know, issue, issue 50 recently, of course. And honestly, it's kind of been on a mixed bag for me in terms of quality. I think it's been solid, but not quite as good as it had been. Right, when it first started. And this started. issue really feels like it's... Yeah, yeah. Elephant Men's kind of been on a consistent run since the very beginning. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. Quality. 59, that's issue not bad. 50, issue 50 kind of wavered it a bit. 59 really feels like a return to form for the series where Starking is just on point again mm. and everything is going nicely. It's, it's brilliant. Mm. Axel Midland's artwork is just... He's the perfect choice for the artist after having a follow-up with great artists like uh, Ladrone. And right. I forget his name, but... Um, the guy who did All-Star Western for quite a while. Who's uh, also a French artist. Uh, 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 Moritat, yes! Yeah. He's, I believe he's a French artist. Yes. Fantastic. He started on Elephant Men. So really? if you guys have read All-Star Western mm-hmm. and you want to see more Moritat, get Elephant Men. Well, you so just yeah, talked me into that's, it. <laughs> that's just my spiel about Elephant Men no, that's and cool. issue 59. Great. It's a great issue. Wouldn't say it's an entry point in the series, but if you're a fan of Geiger, check it out. And if you want to get into Elephant Men, there's various jumping on points that are pretty obvious, so just just look for them, and you can find some great entry points in the series. I'm sure there's still trades available, too, and whatnot, right? Oh, yeah, tons, yeah. tons. Yeah. This is Image, right? Oh, right. yeah, I love yeah. Image. Yeah, love so. They've been doing really good lately, I find. There's a reason they're number three, I guess. They'd be number one if Marvel and DC would just pack it in, but they're not, so, you know. Oh, one day, sir, one day. Well, I don't know. Actually, Archie might be number one. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Image and Archie pretty much taking over. That'd be fine. Yeah, IDW, of course, can all be around. All, all those great guys can still stick around. Yeah, it's amazing how much stuff flies under the radar because of 
the big news that's always coming out of the big two. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's always something coming up that seems to want to grab. There's always some character dying. Oh yeah, or, or something. Some you know, big continuity change, or exactly. some relaunch, or some new number one, new event. or some new female character because they're all about diversity and right. equality and. Right. Well, I'm saying any of those things are bad. I'm just saying it's, that seems to be what's in the headlines over like the the indie stuff. Yeah, it, it's you know for. You got to really look for that stuff. I think that's why I enjoy oh, doing, doing these podcasts because I mean I would have never wrote read Ninja Turtles if it wasn't for those other guys. Like ever, would have been like fuck yeah. I remember the Ninja Turtles. I was a little kid too at one time. Well, I guess I was a little older when that started, but <clears throat> it ain't the same, you know. Things have changed. Uh, very cool. And now you've got some new awesome comics to check out. That's right, I do. Comics. Uh, after I read all these Judge Dredd comics. Oh my god. No, I can't Tweet wait. all of them to me. Tweet every thought, <laughs> we'll every see. idea, every spare consideration. I love Judge Dredd. I am a total dreadhead. It's cool. I just, I'm immersed in that world, so. Okay, let's scold Anthony for not reading it. Bad. <laughs> I know, I'm a terrible, but I'm a terrible Brit. You're horrible. You're the worst. Uh, Make me some tea. Off to Ireland for you. It's all those American comics no ruining, tea for you until you read, ruining my mind. You can't drink any more tea until you read a Judge Dredd comic. There you oh go. God, I can't. I can, I literally cannot get through the day without drinking tea. Like really? literally, I can't. I, I need <laughs> yeah. it in the morning to wake me up. I wish I was kidding. Dude, I used to be like so that with coffee, but I quit smoking yeah. cigarettes, so I had to quit the coffee too. And I feel better for uh, it. <laughs> really? Uh. Anyways, I'm not uh, saying tea's better for you. Pretty much my drug of choice at this point. Doesn't matter how I get it. Just put the caffeine in me. Right. Just, just give me a shot of caffeine. Yeah. All right. Now back to work. Yeah. We used to take caffeine pills and then drink Red Bill. I take caffeine pills every day at work. It's the only way I can work. Really? Yeah, I got a nasty case of sleep apnea, so okay. I don't really sleep. Uh, so then I go to work and I'm half dead, and everyone's like, Hey, Andrin! Uh, one second. Yeah. Hey, everybody! Yeah, okay. I get it. How are you? <laughs> I'm great for the next four hours. So do you work night shift usually, or what? Well, it's technically the night shift, but it just like goes up until ten at the latest. Oh, okay. But I only work till around like seven at the latest, just because I can only tolerate so much. Understandable. Understandable. I've been there for three years. Where do you work, man? I don't want to say the company name, but oh, I work okay. at a research center. Oh, we were the right. people calling you during dinner, bugging you about shit. Hey, hey. Want to do a survey? No. Want to do a survey? My huh? wife huh? will, huh? though. My wife See? loves doing surveys. Especially if you... Oh, my God. They, they, these I will totally do a survey now. <laughs> okay, that's enough. And, how, and on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you like the new Marvel event comic? Eh, I give it a 7. So that was a negative 1? That was a negative 1. I'm putting in a negative 1 for you. Okay, I, gotcha. I, I said 7. <laughs> negative 1 it is. Okay, Have I'm, a good day, I'm not sir. doing a survey with you ever. ever. Anyways, let's wrap it. Alrighty, yeah. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I appreciate your time once again. Yeah, man. Good to see you. Hey. I'll see you around. Hey, yeah. Uh, I might ask you to come back again. Are you cool with that? I would appreciate Definitely. Cool. I am down. Right on. All right. Anthony, no tea. Yes. Hello. Okay. No tea. No tea. Not okay, till you get into the Judge Dredd comics. you got to read one Judge Dredd comic. See, At it, least it needs to be. Good. And I want you to snap a picture of you reading Judge Dredd and your little cup of tea beside you. Dread you selfie. don't have me on Snapchat anyway. Oh, what? I need you? Snapchat for that? Fuck, use Instagram. Just put it on Twitter. Just put oh, it, on, put it Twitter. on Twitter. 
Facebook. Eric, you don't. Eric, you don't follow me on Instagram either, do you? What? Do you? I can't remember. Probably. I don't know. I've got. I'm on that. Mo- I'm on that much social media. I can't keep up with anything. Just put it I'll on the keep... internet. I'll find it. Okay. Right? I'll put it somewhere. <laughs> is it okay? Is any of it available digitally? Yes, I bought yeah. that all digitally. Uh, if you want the IDW the... comics, they're all on Comicsology. Is any of like the the original stuff on Comicsology though? Like any of the? Oh no, no, they have. Oh, they have see, that's the problem. No, they have the. 2008 has an old app for it if you want. Okay, yo, yo, it's free, An- I believe. Anthony, I, I I went to the newsstand on my Apple iPad, and that's where I found it. Just punch in 2000 okay. AD, man, and it'll come up. Okay. Or right, go into the apps and punch in 2000 AD, and it'll you can get the app. It'll okay, come. tweet. Tweet me some titles that I should read, and I will think about reading them. Okay. Well, do. Okay, because I could. Well, I can. I can always like. I can do it for my Goodreads as well. Like write about them on my Goodreads, so I get some out of it. Yeah, go on. Okay. I'll. I'm, I want to expand a bit. I'm even thinking of reading Deadpool comics soon, and I don't like Deadpool. So yes, I will read some 2008. Woo! Awesome. Tweet me some titles that I need to check out, and then talk to you into it. Yes, you have taught me into it. Alright. Okay, you Victory. can have tea now. You can have tea now. Okay, I also <laughs> really need to pee, so I'm going to have to go. Alright, guys. Thank you very much. Alrighty. Okay. You guys have a great Bye. day. You too. Yeah, you too. Bye. <laughs>